At first blush, it would make sense to assume that any description of the Holy Grail and the Grail legend would begin with the crucifixion of Jesus in the early first century AD. But there is actually no mention of any Grail in the biblical texts or in the writings of the early church fathers. In fact, if someone was able to take a time machine and travel back to around 1000 AD during the so-called Dark Ages and ask a Christian priest or monk to explain the Holy Grail, they would have no idea what they were being asked. That's because the Grail first appeared not in the Holy Land around Jerusalem during the first century, but in 12th century France. During the course of the 11th and 12th centuries, a new social class of knights had formed. This new social class was well-educated, able to read and write, but they were not directly involved in politics or in commerce and trade as were many of the other upper-class noble citizens of their day. At the same time, this new social class seemed to capture the imagination of scholars and monks, meaning they somehow had one foot squarely in the religious sphere as a religious order, while also having the other foot firmly established in the secular world, immersed as they were in court life. It didn't take long before the more traditional scholars and monks began to envision a virtuous ideal for these knights, captured in the concept of chivalry. The monks' lives were governed by their three-pronged vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and they struggled to imagine how this new class of knights, who were not bound by such vows, could still live honorable lives pleasing to God, to whom they were nonetheless committed. Rather than writing philosophical treaties about what qualities a knight should possess, they turned to telling stories. The knights were certainly not poor, given that they wore suits of armor that cost a handsome sum of money and embraced the latest court fashions, but the scholars envisioned a virtuous ideal that a knight would never accept a monetary reward for their deeds. For this reason, most knights needed to come from wealth, and in this way, knights would distinguish themselves from mercenaries and would fight to protect the kingdom or a lady or to preserve their own honor in the case of rival challengers. This new social class was also by no means celibate like the monks. The scholars imagined that they could court ladies and seek their affection as long as they always treated the ladies with the utmost respect. Obedience was even less of a leap, and the knights were thought to be obedient to all who were in authority over them, especially the king or other rulers. And, of course, in addition to these ideals, there was a military ideal added to the mix. Knights were supposed to protect those who could not protect themselves, which applied to the church, to women and children, and even to unarmed knights. <laughs>